On this episode of Inside Boxing Live, we will break down the entire Javante Davis-Hector Garcia fight card. Tank does it again. Another stoppage for him. Ryan Garcia seems like the likely next fight. Finally getting that one. We'll also break down the entire card. Uh, Boots Ennis was on there. That Rashidi Ellis and Roman Villa wild finish. And Boo Boo Andrade also made his return. So let's break it all down. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Inside Boxing Live. Dan Canobio, Chris Algieri with you every single week. And today we are recapping a very fun pay-per-view over on Showtime. The first big one of the year with Tank Davis getting another huge uh, knockout win. And we're one step closer to a mega fight uh, with Ryan Garcia. Chris, how are you, my friend? You look refreshed. The mustache is gone. Why? Gone. New year, new me, man. I'm not a resolutions guy, but you know what? Got to go back. Got to go back. I, I shaved off about seven years off my life. I look, got the baby face. You know, again. it's funny. My my younger brother is like, he's like, Algeria looks like someone that 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 uh, has a mustache. I was like, well, he, he does. Like, I think this is like in between <laughs> like you not having one. He's like, yeah, Algeria looks like someone that should have a mustache. I was like, he usually does. Yeah. Was it like a I, wedding I, thing? I know you last time you, you trimmed it because you had to go to a wedding. Like, the, yeah, this and that was just was a, funny. I just it was I like to I like to shave I like to have a beard too but uh yeah the last time was a wedding and then it was Movember right so I yeah. went into that I was like nah I guess I'll do that and then I just never never took it off so here we are look clean look young you look younger than me like the fountain yeah, of youth I, I, is strong takes the years off me freaking Florida weather over there it's amazing all right let's get into it um fun pay per view like you said uh first big one of the year we'll start with Tank Davis um there was the main event. Freaking 1.30 in the morning. I'll have more on that later over on the East Coast. That was tough. Um, another sellout, 19,000. We know that about Tank. He puts asses in seats. Another thing we know about Tank is he's a slow starter. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. And it's just, I don't know if it's a, we can even say, it's just, oh, this is what he's been doing lately. It's like a pattern. This is almost his identity. It's like he wasn't as slow as he was in the in the Roly fight. I think the Roly fight he was averaging 14 punches thrown around. I think he upped it to like 25 or 26. But first three rounds, Tank landed a total of nine punches. He landed 69 punches in rounds four through eight. And then he finished the show landing 29 of 39 and stopping uh, Hector uh, Garcia for, I think, is now 26 knockout in in 29 fights, something like that for, for Tank Davis. What you make a, a, of his performance and uh, wow, he just did it. He did it again. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of what we spoke about last time when we were talking about his style and, and how I thought the fight would go. Hector Garcia is, is very capable. I thought he put on a, a great performance. He stayed in the pocket much more than I expected, which was probably to his detriment. But he boxed well. His left hand was landing pretty well. He was countering good. He stayed in there. He, he, he gave a great account of himself. But with Tank, man, it's just a matter of time until he unloads that artillery. He's analyzing. He's figuring things out. He's getting closer. He doesn't care how he gets there. He just wants to knock you out. And that's just what he does. That's We're talking about his style, and, and this is nothing new. This is the way he fights. He doesn't care about getting hit as clean. You know, he's not going to just fight a defensive fight. He's not going to be just making sure he doesn't get hit. He's going to try and hit you. He's going to try and hit you hard. And if you hit me and I hit you at the same time, I don't care. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still winning that exchange. 
What'd you make of Effective Garcia's uh, game plan? Like, I thought early on, like, we talked about this on the preview show. It's like the Leo Santa Cruz of the world were the ones that gave Tank a lot of issues. Uh, Roley slowed down the pace. He was afraid to throw. Uh, Isak Cruz early on didn't throw as much, but and then did late because Tank had a hand injury. But for Hector Garcia, like I thought, some of those rounds early on were there for him to for the to take, and he yeah. didn't uh, simply because he didn't throw a lot too. But you know, one thing to be said about that is like you're afraid what's coming back. Like Tank is one of the he's probably the best counter puncher in the game, most powerful puncher below heavyweight. Him and uh, Nayo in a way. Get your thoughts on that too. But what did you make of Hector Garcia early on? Do you think he should have let his hands go a little more, or easier said than done? Well, absolutely. I mean, we spoke about that last time as well. We're talking about the Santa Cruz fight in terms of you know output counter punchers. The thing about counter punchers is you you have to speed up the pace. You got to lead. You got to you got to go. If you can't if you can't match him counter punch for counter punch, you can't match him for speed, and you're not going to match tank for speed or power. You just got to outwork him. You got to put pressure on him. You got to you got to make him uncomfortable so he can't get set to unload those big counter counter shots. Garcia didn't really do that. He wanted to counter the counter puncher and try and outbox him. And when you got a guy who has that much of a power advantage, it's not going to work. So you got to go through hell with a guy like Tank, but you got to put pressure on him. You got to throw combinations. Yeah, I thought that he maybe could open up a little more, um, Garcia, but then doesn't come off his his stool uh, for the eighth and the the seventh round, or I think it was the ninth or the last round. Um, Javante right. just the ninth. right the eighth round. Javante Davis he was steadily in- increasing his work rate you could see it like the first like i said the first couple of rounds he wasn't doing much of anything middle rounds you know he's starting to step on it and you would see these glimpses these short spurts from tank when he did throw that that lead left it was landing going to the body even mixing in some jabs and you're like oh wow like when this guy does throw and he puts his combinations together it's absolutely beautiful to watch it's just few and far between in those early on rounds but he's like yeah. slow i hate to use the term like it's been used way too much like the downloading the data I don't know if he's even downloading that. I think that's just what he likes to do. Like he just likes to slowly get into a fight and then step on the gas pedal when he absolutely has to. But 29 of 39 in that final round, that left hook that snapped ahead of Garcia, he says he couldn't see. I can't see. I can't see. He doesn't come out of his corner. You know, guys that I, re- you know, that have been in this business for a long time, like Teddy Atlas pretty much said that he quit. Like he didn't come out of the, there, but like, have you ever heard of a fighter like not being able to see, or do you think it was, you know what? I'm probably going to get sparked out cold in the next round. I'm just going to, you know, I, I'm done and f- for this fight. Now believe, I mean, I'm the kind of guy, I believe fighters, what they say, and I've been hit before and I couldn't see. So in the Ruslan Provodnikov fight, when I got dropped and I, in the first round and broke my orbital, I couldn't see out of either eye. It wasn't just the, the eye that got hit. I was the, the, the lights shut off. My body was moving fine. My mind was completely fine, but my eyes didn't work. And wow. that's just something that happens. So in a situation like that, if it doesn't come back right away, first of all, it's terrifying because if you can't see, you can't fight, you can't protect yourself, then you, you can't fight. So that's why when, when you say that to a, to a referee or to a, to a doctor, the fight's over. If you can't see, you can't protect yourself. and you can't protect yourself, you can't fight. But he, I, I saw an interview later and he said he didn't know where he was Yeah. when you know, when he come back to his corner. I'm like, that's all I got to hear. If you don't know where you are and your eyes aren't working, what are you going to do? I mean, you can try and go out there and, and, and hope it comes back. You know, that's that's what I did in my fight, but I can't speak for everybody. I'm, I'm never going to be like, oh, well, in my fight, I did that, so you, he should. No, I mean, that's not the way human bodies work. That's not the way individuals are. Um, you know, and, not, and I'm not just saying mindset. I'm talking about physiologically what, what's going on. 
you know, if, if you don't know where you are, and he looked, he looked buzzed afterwards too. It, it took a while to come back. He's probably buzzed today. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I believe fighters. If they say you can't see, then fight's over. Yeah. We should believe fighters. And you know, it's like easy thing to say is he quit. Oh, he didn't come off his stool as you're sitting there watching on your couch. But another side of it is, shouldn't we commend these guys for, for speaking up when they should? Like, we've seen a lot of fighter injuries over the last couple of years, guys that yep. are too brave, corners that are too brave. I can't see. I don't know where I am because he got hit with a flush left hand. Yep. Now he could live on the fight another day. This guy is still a champion at 130 pounds. He put a, put together a decent performance for himself, a good yep. account of himself. Didn't get knocked out cold. Lived to fight another day. Like, that's fine for me. Like, I, I some of those... He quit lines were a little troubling, but I'm not surprised. But, you know, he moves on to fight another day. And he, uh, you know, I think he did the right thing there, too, to talk to his his corner and not take any more. I like the honesty. I like the honesty. Come back. I don't know where I was. Like that, To come out and say that after a fact, it's like, you know, fighters, we've got big egos, man. We got a lot of pride. So admitting something like that, that shows you how serious and dire it was. So you got to give it to him. Did you see there was a fight in the crowd? did see that yeah what the hell was that meek mill wallow who i've never heard of i heard of wale never heard of wallow mm -hmm. uh and the russell family all getting into it like <laughs> i've seen fights after obviously we've seen fights like before never seen a fight in the crowd where the the in the ring they were like wait a second stop 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 like, we gotta stop this that was a little scary. It was a little perplexing because, like, I put on Twitter, I was like, I've never seen that before. I've never seen a fight in the in the crowd stop a fight. Someone was like, Well, what about Riddick Bo or and Galata? I was like, That was after, like, a low blow yeah. stopped the fight. Then there was a melee in the ring. Like, we see fights in the crowd all the time. Barclays Center, MSG, yeah, uh, you know, the, the war grounds, whatever they're calling it now, the the place out in in, in California, like, but it never stops. Like, you see the crowd go crazy, it never stopped it. That was that was pretty crazy. I have seen that on lower level shows, you know, like off TV or dark shows. I've seen some, you know, also when, when you're coming up and you're fighting on the local circuits, you're fighting in very small venues. <laughs> so you, you're, and you're looking at your, your cousin getting into a fist fight, you know, in the front row, it's, it's hard not to notice that or, you know, kind yeah. of pull back. I've, I, I've seen, I've seen that before at smaller shows at that level. I have not. No. Like tank was looking over. He was like visibly yeah, we, like, they pull, he pulled off and looked and was like, Oh, he was visibly distracted in the ring afterwards uh, when he was talking to Jim Gray. Jim Gray asked him about Ryan Garcia, asked him about his camp. Like, were well, you distracted this camp? Obviously, you know, all the legal stuff and the fight almost being off. And he said, yeah, I, I was distracted. I uh, asked him to rate his performance. He said it was he wasn't my best. You know, I'm going to get back in the gym and I, I'm a fighter and I'm not retired. So there's always room to get better. I love that from Tank. Um he when he decides to put his words together, which isn't always the case with him, like he's very blunt and he's very honest. Like he will straight tell you, I wasn't the best performance for me. I can always get better. Yeah, I was distracted. I am human. Uh, the fight was almost off. Uh, but every all eyes go to uh, the next fight. Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia was watching on Instagram Live. He was tweeting throughout the fight. Afterwards, Javante Davis said, "I'm ready. All my side is ready." April fifteenth. You know, Delahoya has said it. Ryan Garcia has said it. Tank has said it. There is no more obstacles in the way. This is the biggest fight I think you could make in boxing outside of like a heavyweight clash with like Fury and, and Joshua. I think it could make sell the most pay-per-views this year of any fight out there. It's a money fight. It's not a fight with any title on the line. It's two of the most popular fighters going at it finally. Like I'm excited for this fight. I'm ready. I can't wait. It hasn't been a big fight in boxing 
in a while. Bring me this fight. I hope I'm there ringside. I agree. Not only do I think it's a good fight and a good matchup, but I think it's one of those crossover style fights because of the personalities involved that it'll pull new fans into the sport. There's going to be a lot of eyes on it. It's going to sell well. And I mean, leading up to it, the trash talk, the press conferences, the tours, it's going to be, it's going to be popcorn eating time. The entire entire time these guys are are rolling out the fight. So, um, and plus, you know, the, the, the stuff that's going to come from the camp, Durante Davis is training. He's a, he trains very, very hard. He actually trains down here in South Florida. Um, he spars hard. He trains hard. So getting a peek into those camps is always going to be cool. Ryan Garcia, obviously, he's got that hand speed. He's got the, the the brilliance on the bags that people love to see. So I think there's a lot of aspects to this fight that make it really stand out when you're looking at, at the rest of the year and all the cards that could be and all the fights that could be made. Right. I think it's up there with Fury Usyk. I think it's up there with if Spence and Crawford ever tangle. It's up there with anything Canelo wants to put out there. And later on uh, in the year, we talked about this almost ad nauseum, right? It's like, um, you know, what they bring outside of the ring and how this could be, you know, a crossover event and how not just boxing media will be there. There'll be all sorts of, of media, non-sports media there. We've talked about that to her blue in the face. And I think everyone knows that this has capabilities of, of being a, a big time pay-per-view and, and big time moneymaker. How about in the ring? I mean, we've seen more of tank Davis lately than we've seen of, of Ryan Garcia. We pretty much know what tanks fights are going to be like. It's almost, you can, if you can bet on how his fights will look and you can like kind of string it out, like it's going to be him starting slow him picking it up getting a late stoppage. It's happened over yeah, it's and over time. now. Right. You can just like almost depend on that from Javante Davis. Ryan Garcia is the wild card here from mm-hmm. just simply stepping in the ring and what he's capable of. You speak very highly of him. I'm, I'm a big fan of his, his abilities as well. Longer, uh, doesn't really jab, but can put it out there. I thought that Hector Garcia, I think, landed five jabs the entire fight. He landed 3% of his jabs. So I think the one way... To, to rack up rounds early on Tank, if he's not going to throw early, is to be active and just to put a jab out there and a range finder, which I think Ryan Garcia can do. So let's talk early breakdown of this fight. Everyone looks like they're given like the favorite's going to be Tank. Like, How do you see Ryan Garcia hanging in there early and ultimately getting a win? You know, with Ryan Garcia, we, we spoke about his jab. He uses it more as a range finder in order to pinpoint where he's going to throw that, that lightning left hook that he has. He's got great timing, great range, great angles on that hook. Um, it obviously comes with tremendous power. It's very, very quick, which makes it almost as good as a jab for for a lot of, uh, a lot of situations. So for him, he's going to be using that left-hand jab as a range finder. But listen, Javante's a southpaw anyway. A jab against the southpaw doesn't land all that much. It does great. It, it it's great for setting things up. It's great as a range finder. It's great to keep a guy off balance, but it's not going to land a lot. And that's just that's just how it works. But I think he needs to be busy with that left jab as a as a setup and a range finder so he can land that that left hook, which for a southpaw is actually a little bit blinded. You've got your lead hand up. That yeah. punch comes over the top. It leaves your field division and then it hits you. And that's why it's such a dangerous punch against a southpaw or for a southpaw fighting an orthodox fighter. I've got to see a little more right hands from from uh, Ryan Garcia in this fight to be effective because he's longer. I think putting that straight right hand down the pipe, down the middle, Tank is very good at standing his his, his ground and rolling his shoulders. So I think targeting the body at times is going to be is going to be important. But he has to be very careful from the counters. <laughs> and I think like just like this fight early on, I think he has to be really busy. He has to establish the the range, the height, the length that he has in in terms of his advantage because Javante's coming. And 10, 12 rounds is a long time. 
it's just I'm just so excited for for this fight. Like I I give Ryan Garcia a pretty good shot. I know a lot of people are writing him off as an easy thing to do. It's easy. Oh, he's gonna get slept. He's gonna get slept. Um, just a matter of time. Look what Luke um Campbell did to him. Um, he's so inactive. He's just got these skill, like the speed. Like they talent. were talking he's about. Got, how he's Hector... got physical talent and gifts. Right, physical. Like people just are so quick to write him off for all the things we've seen. But I never don't see a lot of fans talking about like what exactly Ryan Garcia does that makes him a special fighter, and that's the speed, and that's the power, and that's the length. Like he doesn't have a jab, Ryan, but he 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 will just find the range early on. And I think he can do that to tank. I think he has to stick around early and also bank rounds in order for him. And he has to land too. Like he can't just, just survive early on. He's, I think he's going to come out and look to land early. And that's what makes it a really fun fight in my opinion, because he is a little vulnerable on, on defense. You know, he, he tells me all the time that he, he likes to come out for and get knockouts. Like I like to entertain. I'm going to come forward. I mean, if he does that, we're gonna have an all-time classic, like the counter punching of Javante and the power and Ryan coming forward. I, I honestly think that it, we, he should be. I think Tank will be the the favorite, but I do think Garcia has a legitimate shot to beat Tank. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, in terms of the talent, like I said, the big thing for me is the weight. If this fight's at one forty, I would I would lean more heavily towards Ryan because it's at thirty six. I'm going Javante Davis all the way. I think that the fight is gonna look. Um, similar to a lot of Javante's fights, but I think Ryan is going to bank a lot of rounds early. I think he's going to really be in there. And like you said, I think it's actually going to be a class. I think it's going to be an awesome, awesome fight. Um, I'm hoping it is. And I think that if Ryan comes out and tries to assert his dominance, which he always does, he's not, he's not a, he's not like a mover and trying to get away and whatever. He's going to come forward and, and try and land that left hook and find that range. And tank is going to do what tank does. He's going to, he's going to tank it, tank forward. Um, but I think with the body punching, his ability to fight taller guys the way he does, um, the power that he brings, even though there's a size difference, I think just a matter of time, Tank is going to work his way in there. Again, that weight bothers me. I, I, Ryan's a, a, he's a big kid, you know, for yeah, making I mean, that that weight again, which he hasn't done in, in I think 18 months or so. I, I, that could that could affect this this fight. He is calling, you know, tweeting at. Regis Progre, he's talking about a lot of the 140 pounders. Like I think Ryan Garcia is a 140 pounder. Uh, like you yeah. said, hadn't hasn't Agreed. fought at 135 in a few years. 136 is where this fight will be at because they want um to make that money. Uh, I get that. Um, yeah, I I, I honestly can't wait for for the fight that to happen. Um, we'd be shocked now, which is a weird thing to say if it doesn't because all the parties are are saying it. Um, Delahoya, I, 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 I would I wouldn't be shocked. Well, I'm, you know I'm me. Pes- I'm pessimistic, CA. You know oh. me, optimistic Dan. Like, do you see De La Hoya putting out a uh, he put out a video with his his CGI abs last like during the pay per view <laughs> last night? He had like he had of getting like some type of work done, right? Like, yeah. So my buddy, my buddy uh, shoots me one of those videos, and he goes, "Man, he goes, uh, uh, like steroids are cool." And I go, uh, "Yeah, sometimes, but." steroids and surgery or not <laughs> listen when 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 i don't care how when i get really really lean when i fight when i shadow box the skin over my abs moves so the skin on those abs are not moving it's it looks very funny it looks like a 300 like from 300 like yeah it's like a shield something's going something's going on there yeah but the even last night move. like he posts a lot of things on the beach and like that's obviously fine but like last night he was like in his like living room and he had like a, a hoodie on a zip down hoodie and it was open 
It's just mm-hmm. and I had the abs and it is his caption literally said like I paid too much money for these abs not to show them off. But dot 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 Tank oh. Ryan April fifteenth. <laughs> Listen, I, love I agree. I agree with him. <laughs> Dude, you're you're in your fifties and you got abs. Show them. Cool. I, I love us. Uh, yeah, he gives great. us. He just gives us so much content and so much stuff to talk about. I. He's hilarious. I think he's he so... always has though. No matter no matter he he has been the guy who's been able to parlay everything of his career. Like it's just it's awesome. He's he's a moneymaker. He's he every, everybody wants to see what he's doing, whether it's good or bad. So yeah, yeah you're right. So your way too early prediction for, for for Tank Ryan. Does does Tank stop him? Uh I think so. I it's think it's it, hard yeah. to it's hard to not say Tank's not gonna stop somebody if he's gonna win. Yeah, unless I mean he did beat Isaac Cruz, but that was a, uh, you know. But Isaac Cruz is a pit bull, and he's been in fights like that. Ryan yeah. hasn't been in those those back and forth type fights yet, so it's it's hard to say because I don't we don't know how, the durability of Ryan yet. He you know he the he he got dropped that one time with Campbell, came stormed back, which I was super impressed. I, mm-hmm. I that changed one of my favorite fights of his. Um, but Tank's a different animal. Being being in a tough rough fight is is a whole different thing and there's it's it's crazy how resilient your body gets to it when you do a, a couple of those like Isaac Cruz his whole career has been that so for him to stand in there I'm not that surprised but again I think without the hand injury Javante still might have stopped him yeah it's, it, I just think I I get yeah I'm trying to think where what I what I want to go I don't have to give a prediction you know I, I, I like I, I think Ryan I could see you put both. me on the spot and now you're not <laughs> I think like I think Ryan could get it done late. I think it doesn't go to the di- it doesn't go the distance. I think whoever lands flush first will mm-hmm. win. I think they both have pretty good power. Uh, obviously, Tank has a little more power. I just think Tank has so much more facets to his game. I think it's different different power though. I, Ryan's power is surprising. Yeah, Tank's power is like thudding, and he beats you down. And he's and he you know it's obviously he's got he's got heavy hands and and he 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 lands and he builds and he's he's not really a one punch guy. Ryan, I think, is. I think Ryan can clip you with a left hook and, and, and put the lights out. And that's going to be really telling early on. Cause if he can, if he can hurt wobble or, or even just get the respect of Javante early, yeah. that's going to be very telling for the rest of the night. Man. Can't wait. Uh, can't wait for that one. Uh, hopefully it does we get an announcement. And that's the next thing from these two camps is like a literal, like announcement, like fight yeah. date venue. And, and when that does, we're going to be talking about this fight till we're blue in the face. Yeah, exactly. I have no problems. I'm so tired of talking about all the other stuff that we usually have to talk about here. Like, give me like a fight, two fighters in their primes, you know, under 30. Let's go. I, I like both guys a lot. Like, so it's very cool when you've got, when you got that opportunity, I, I it's, you know, I Dude, think it's just, a, it's, it's great for the sport. It's great for the sport. It's just like, and it's also happening at like a perfect time. Like, Everyone's tired of the Spence Crawford freaking saga. Heavyweights are starting are pissing people off, not getting in. But there, also, those guys are closer fights. to thirty five. These guys are closer to twenty five. It's it's, yeah. it's that's it's, that's cool. We don't see that anymore. Yeah, it's very rare that the the fighting. You know, they're I think Ryan Garcia is what twenty three or twenty four. Tanks twenty eight. You know, this doesn't happen. Like sadly, this is rare. Like this is something to be excited about. Like this happened a lot more often in in the uh, past eras, past generations. And I, I think it is a fight worth applauding and a fight worth talking about to her blue in the face. Uh, let's go down to some of the other fights last night. Rashidi Ellis, Roman Villa. Holy moly. Um, the By that point in the in the pay-per-view, you know, it was starting like the Android fight went the, went rounds. The Rashidi Ellis fight uh, was going rounds. And Ellis, from what I saw, was was um, pulling away with a victory. 
over the first couple of rounds behind a really good jab. Um, outlanded via 228 to 62 over the first nine rounds. A lot of those 228 punches were jabs. Uh, he was doubling up, tripling up, throwing a ton of jabs. Great movement. Ellis, I was like, man, this guy is going to be a player at 147. He's with PBC. Put him in there with boots. Put him in there with any of the PBC welterweights. But the thing with Roman Villa is he will wait for his shot. He will give up rounds. He will chase you around until he finds and, and goes to the body. And he did the second half of the fight. Drops Ellis twice in the 12th round. Ellis clearly hurt. Goes down again at the bell, literally saved by the bell. And I was like, wow, that reminded me of uh, Chavez uh, Jr. versus Snow Taylor. Only that, Chavez Jr. versus um, Sergio Sergio Martinez. Martinez. And Mm -hmm. that, like when Martinez made it to that final bell, everyone was convinced in the arena that Sergio was going to win. Like he he banked even more rounds than I thought Ellis did too. So I was like, oh, wow, he he literally got saved by the bell. Ellis is going to escape. Uh, with a really narrow win, not the case. Majority decision for for Roman via uh, controversial. Maybe I c- I could see it being a draw. Honestly, I thought Ellis won eight rounds. Anyway, you slice it. Uh, but the ten seven round in the twelfth, and the late surge from via and maybe a, a round give him a round early. You can kind of make a case for via. How did you score this one? It was nuts. I mean, I liked all the, the early work that Rashidi Ellis did. He boxed beautifully. He, and the thing about Rashidi Ellis, he's a fast starter. He's got very fast hands. But he tends to fade late. And that's when Via really came on. He was kind of – I don't know so much if that was the game plan. I'm going to save up for, for those big shots at the end or if he found something. I did notice that Ellis started to pull straight back, and yeah. the left hook of Via was, was really the main weapon that was getting him in trouble. He kept pulling straight back and getting clipped to that left hook. Um, so – yeah, it, it's one of those things. I mean, if the fight goes on a little bit more and Via probably gets the stoppage, honestly, so then you you have that argument there. It's like, well, I mean, if it went on, of course, we're speaking of hypotheticals. But uh, listen, the way the way boxing is scored, the guy who won more rounds going into that 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 final round, you, you can't make it up unless the fight gets stopped. So the fight didn't get stopped. So I, I thought that Rashid Yell should have should have gotten the decision. But I think these guys need to fight again because now does that. That does Vidya pick up where he left off? Yeah. Or does Rashidi close the show and, and do what he built on in the first fight? And that, that needs to be answered. Right. Ellis went from Golden Boy, where he was not promoted properly, great talent, yeah. to PBC. And I was like, oh, wow, like this is going to be great for him. Great opportunities. Um, so if he can avenge that loss to Vidya and yeah. get back on track and then get him back in there with some of the names that we want to see him in there with – uh, I believe he, ha- he has to. He has to. He can't just. He can't leave that loss there. No, I. I think it's a very. We'll see from Via's side. I mean, he, he'll he'll want that another like a a bigger piece of the pie and a and a bigger payday. Like he might want to move on, uh, to a, another uh, PBC welterweight. I know you know Ellis is going to push for the rematch, but I mean it's built in perfectly. The co-main event on a, mm-hmm. another PBC pay per view or PBC fight card in the spring. Or early summer, but in that fight it was it was like the classic fighter coming on late versus fighter who banked around early. Uh, the classic case of a fighter in Ellis who was jabbing a lot, landing jabs a lot of. Uh, he was moving in there. A lot of judges don't like that. They don't reward that. This is like a case study. This fight, um, for how to judge a fight. You know, do you give credit to Via for coming on late? Do you give Ellis 
a lot of credit for those early rounds, even though he was landing majority's punches were jabs. I mean, this is a tough one. I, I, I could see a draw. But to me, I agree with you. I, I thought Ellis, he was pretty dominant early on, making via via landed single digits in like seven of the first eight rounds. Like he couldn't find anything, couldn't find any offense at all. Yeah, and if you're not hurting a guy and you're landing six punches around, you, you you're not you're not winning rounds. And if you're not winning rounds, you're not banking rounds, and and that's just the way that that, that fighting works. A casual fan will look at that fight in its totality and be like. Oh, well, that guy finished stronger. He, he knocked him down. He didn't get hurt at all. You know, that guy should win. But that's not how boxing works. That's not how scoring works. That's, that's just not the sport. So, yeah, when you look at it and how the round score in the 10-point must system and, and and how we're supposed to judge each and every round, Ellis wins the fight. Yeah. Uh, just from the CompuBox notes, like when you open up the database or whatever operator will put notes at the bottom, and this pretty much tells the whole story of the fight. Ellis's jab dominated most of this fight. Through nine rounds, Ellis landed 146 jabs to Villa's eight. At the end of the ninth round, Villa started landing his power shots. In rounds nine through 12, Villa landed 58 power punches to Ellis's 24. Villa knocked Ellis down twice in the 12th, swing the majority decision his way. I mean, that's just why you fight 12 rounds, like like the story of a fight played out right in front of your eyes. Uh, we'll see if we get a rematch in that one. Um, yeah, if that's a 10-rounder, we're not even talking about it. Right, 12 <laughs> it's, rounds. It's a dominant, dominant performance in Dallas. We'll see if we'll get uh, a 13th round uh, sometime later this year. Uh, all right, Boots Ennis versus Karen. First off, I need I buried a lead here. I had our, our friends at DraftKings are back and uh, with us uh, supporting the show. I'm doing my parlays at my first parlay of the year last night, and it hit. Can you believe this, Algeri? Whoa, first one of the year. I had Good year. Good start. <laughs> I actually put I put money down on it too. I put my money where my mouth is. I Whoa. put down twenty five bucks. On... I usually put my money the opposite of your mouth. But... Yeah, you, okay. you fade me. Uh, you want want to yeah. start? You might want to start tailing me here because I put. I'm I'm not gonna start that soon. Not yet. Okay. I, you want you want to see more? <laughs> yeah. I put twenty five bucks, and my parlay that I put out there on fight on fight day uh, was Karen Chukhadzian versus Boots Ennis going over three and a half rounds, and then Tank winning in round seven through twelve. It hit. Hmm. I'm a hundred dollars richer. Uh, whoever rode along with that, thank you. I got a few tweets saying people that, that they were taking my pick. So we're off to a good start with our uh, DraftKings same game parlays. Karen versus Boots. No one knew anything about Karen, but we talked about it last week. He's a mover. Guy can. He was in unbelievable shape. Jeez, he was in and out, in and out, darting like he was. Look, someone was controlling him on like a remote mm-hmm. control. He was just going in, out, in, out, in, out. Uh, goes the distance with Boots Ennis. How shocked were you by that? How did you rate Boots's performance? I think a lot could be said uh, about his development in this fight. I was personally, I thought I'd rather see this where Boots. How do you solve a, a mover? How do you solve someone that's not engaging rather than him going in there and blowing out another opponent in one round and we just keep on saying, oh, this is the best prospect we've ever seen. Like I, I thought these were really good, meaningful rounds for Ennis. Where, where do you stand? Yeah, I agree. He needs fights like this. The public needs to see him in fights like this. But also it tells us to pump the brakes a little bit on Boots Ennis. You can't be like, all right, well, he should be fighting Spence and Crawford now. Well, Spence and Crawford gets that guy out of there. 
because they're going to set things up. They're going to they're going to be more patient. That was the biggest thing that I saw from Boots that I didn't like. I'm a huge Boots fan. I talk about him all the time on this on this this show and and everywhere else. But he did he was so impatient last night, and his defense started to lapse. He normally has very very good defense. He hit a lot. Rolls on shot. Oh yeah, he got hit a lot last night, especially in the second half of the fight. Especially if you notice when he switched into the orthodox stance. That showed me that he was getting a little frustrated and just wanted to get in there and bang. And that's when he was actually getting clipped the cleanest I've ever seen him get hit. Um, he got hit way more when he was in that stance. But it showed a little bit of his immaturity, that the fact that he went from his beautiful style that he normally has to be like, you know what? This guy doesn't belong here. I need to get him out of here. And I need to get him out of here soon. The fight's not going the way it's supposed to. Even in the last round, that's, that was one of the best rounds that um, uh, Karen had. So, yeah, I think I think frustration set in. I think the, you know, the lack of having those rounds kind of kind of sh- was was shown. So it, that was good for Ennis. He got he got the rounds in. He probably needs a couple more big, tough, harder guys like that. And I don't mean harder in terms of being a tough fight because it really wasn't a tough physical fight for him. It wasn't a tough fight to score, but a tough styles. If you're going to be the best in the world, you got to be able to beat everybody. You cannot pick and choose the top. You got to fight the best guy who are out there. And people have very hard, very difficult, very awkward styles. And you got to figure it out. Those are the best guys in the world to figure you out. Yep. Uh, agree there. Um, Spence gets Karen out of there. Yes. Uh, T- Crawford gets Karen yes. out of there. I love that we're just calling this guy Karen. Um, it's not even how you say his name, but it's just that's how it's spelled. It's just funny. Hmm. Does Virgil Ortiz get Karen? Out of there because Virgil Ortiz is going to be linked to Boots Ennis, just like Crawford was linked to Spence for the rest of his career until they fight. So we like to do this in boxing, measuring sticks. Boots, I wouldn't say struggled, but did not get Karen out of there or mover. Does Virgil Ortiz get Karen out of there? Yes. Yes, he does. And that doesn't, and met the proverbial measuring stick, the theoretical measuring stick, the, the boxing math is it's all like bullshit. Triangle theory. It's all bullshit. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything, but uh, yes, I do believe Virgil Ortiz gets that guy out of there last night. Um, I think he's uh, his consistency, his, his work rate, you know, boots doesn't throw as many punches as Virgil. Virgil is a, is a combination puncher. He's a great body puncher. He had Karen hurt bad to the body several times. He hurt him several times to the head and to the body, but mm-hmm. it seemed like he had the most um, effect on him when, when he started going to the body because the guy was a mover. You get into the guts and you you, you can't breathe and you're tired. You're not going to move as much. Um, I feel like Virgil Ortiz would have capitalized on and been more consistent. I think uh, Boots let him live at times. Yeah, Virgil fought a mover in his last fight, McKinson, and he, he figured mm-hmm. out a way to cut off the ring and, and stop him. But I honestly think... Shot. Right. I, I think we learned a lot about Ennis. Um, he's not getting Spencer Crawford, unfortunately, anytime soon anyway. Um, yeah. So we want to see what this guy uh, can really do. We want to we want to see him in a in a 12 round fight. Got that um, does get hit. A pretty good amount. Like, mm-hmm. I know everyone wants to say that this guy's the second coming of Tyson and and in a 147 pound frame and the the hyperbole for for boots i've been a uh, part of it too i'm guilty of it as well like it's through the roof like this kind of brings it back a little bit which is fine i mean you need that he's not getting like i said not getting in these big names uh just yet so all right so let's see him cut off a ring a little better next time let's see him go to a plan b if something's not working not getting frustrated you know staying the course um you know not letting your defense lapse 
uh, when things aren't going your way. So I think it was a good thing. I think we can maybe slow 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 down a little bit. Still very good. Uh, I wouldn't even say what contender. Uh, still up there with the virtual cheeses and Stanionis's of, oh, yeah. of you know, the next group of stars at, at, at 147. But ultimately, I thought it was a good learning experience for Sagai and, and, and Karen, who early on was landing shots. I think it was 46 to 45 power department over the first um, half of the fight. And then like the middle rounds, Karen, he, he didn't even try to land anything. Like, And then, then he had a pretty good closing round where he started yeah, to, to, to throw a little bit more but all in all good learning experience for boots and agreed agreed and we, we needed to see that fight we needed to see him in these kind of fights and i think it's going to ultimately pay off later on because the, the, the guy has the goods and i think we're going to see him for a long time at the top let's go over to the final fight where we'll review demetrius andrade damon nicholson your boy demetrius um i know he's your friend but man, this guy talk about uh, boots being. I'm excuse me. Talk about tank being predictable. Demetrius Andrade, his fights all go the same exact way. He comes out guns blazing, knocks you down early, and then you're like, all right, this is going to be the time where Andrade has a a clear knockout win. He's going to call out you know all the names we want to see him fight, and then we're eventually going to get it. He did it with with uh, Quigley a few years ago uh, back, and I was like, all right, this is it. But then he did the same thing in his last fight where he had an early knockdown and he cruised uh, to a victory. Happened again last night. Want to see him get that decisive stoppage, but then maybe that's just not who he is. 35 years old, still dominant performance. Hadn't fought in like three years. Still looked pretty good for a fighter that hadn't fought in three years, but you're left with that feeling like, oh man, like, I don't know if I like have to see him fight Canelo or Charlo or Benavidez because sadly, like I wanted to see him get a huge stoppage win on a guy that he should have stopped, a guy, Nicholson, who has been down like 12 times, they said, over his last like three or four fights, and five of those were against uh, Berlanga. Um, I want to see more from Andrade, and I think that's just been the case for the last like five years, and sadly his whole career. Yeah, Boots not doing, I mean, not Boots, uh, Boo Boo not doing himself any favors with his performance last night to try and get one of those big fights. Yeah, I mean... He should have got the guy out of there. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's frustrating to watch because literally he flips a switch and he's like, all right, I'm going to throw some hard shots. And the guy's on the ground and it's every fight. He did it in the, in the final round. It was the final seconds of the fight. He was like, you know what? Let me just rip off a couple hard, a combination, a couple hard shots. And Damon's on the ground. Nicholson's on the ground. It's like, you, you probably could do that at any point. Um, I know he is a, a safety first fighter. He doesn't like to get hit. He's, he's, he's very adamant about, you know, um, damage taken in the ring and, and being smart and boxing well. Uh, he won every second of the fight. He won every, you know, every round of the fight, rather. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's it, but it's not just about winning sometimes, especially when you're looking for the big fights, especially at this point in your career. You got to put on performance. You got to put on a show. And he's been trying to get these big fights. He's been calling these guys out. Canelo smacked him down at a press conference. So the only way he's going to get there now, it's not going to be this. It's going to be what happens in the ring and that performance last night is not going to do it. I, but the funny part about it, I agree with everything you said, like you, sometimes it's about how you win and a big knockout, you know, fighting on a new platform. It's a ton of guys in, in the PBC at 168, where it's plant Benavidez Canelo. Eventually I think we'll come back to PBC. If he wants to fight some of these other guys, you have to have an exclamation point. You have to have a, a big performance 
even when he won every single minute of every round, like he's one of the best defenders in boxing. I think it's like 5.7 punches per round. Only uh, he's number two to Shakur. Uh, so he's one of the best defenders in, in all the boxing. Like when he puts those combinations together and he's aggressive on his front foot, he's like awesome to watch. And from everything I've heard, he's a really good guy too. And like, you never heard anything, a bad thing about him besides that Canelo awesome. moment, which was him just trying to, you know, secure a payday for him and his, and his team. It's just like I I just don't know what to to make of him anymore. He's thirty five. Um, I do think he would give a lot of these tough guys fits because of that style. But it's just he looked about... good for a sixty eight pounder. I, I, that was one thing I noticed right away. Size wise, he looked he looked yeah. the part. Yeah, that's another thing too. It's like but no one's giving this guy the benefit of the doubt. Sadly, it's like oh, it's his first fight in three years. First fight at one sixty eight. They just like identify him as the guy that has not been able to get the big fight. Um, doesn't have like a built in fan base that whole risk reward thing. Eventually a fighter breaks that label. Uh, they get one big name under their, their belt. And, and he's had a few of those in the past that have gotten away from him. I think he was offered a fight with, with Charlo and he decided to go with matchroom instead, probably got a bigger bag, but you know, has to deal with, you know, the, the backlash from the fans and has to deal with the fact that he just hasn't had a big fight. It's insane. Like his career is, is very bizarre. When you look back, uh, he's still in the, in the midst of it, but he's 35 and he did not have one big fight in his career and he's like a two division world champion he's an olympian like his accolades are insane I, I just hope he does get a big fight just so we can stop this conversation and i would like i would like to see him in there with a, a charlo or a benavidez or a, a plant just so we can really figure out like how good this guy is yeah, and boo and i have had pretty much opposite careers he got the bag. I took all the tough. I took all the tough fights. Uh, every fight that came up, I took. And instead, it was like the money or the tough fight. I, I usually took the tough fight. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I wanted to fight big guys, big names, and, and and whatever. And I understand where he's coming from. Like he, he's been doing this since he's been boxing since he was like four, and he understands the sport so much more. Again, another polar opposite of me, where I started so late. He started so young. He knew the sport coming up. He knew the business. He knew that. He had the gifts and the talent to be one of these major, major guys making big money. And I was coming in like, I just want to fight good guys and money comes from that. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's, there's a lot of ways to, to, to traverse this boxing terrain. Um, but Boo Boo, man, he's, I feel like he's, he's missed a lot of opportunities, unfortunately. I think it and, just shows you how, I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I think it just shows you how everyone's career path is different. It's just there's oh, yeah. no it's not a league. It's not a there isn't a schedule. It's literally there's no formula. There's no like, right. oh, this is what you do. Right. Because he's done everything right. He's mm-hmm. Olympian, uh, two division world champion, undefeated, uh, undefeated, undefeated, undefeated two division world champion. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's huge. Also, this was his first fight, I think, since 2017, where there wasn't like a title on the line. Yeah, it's weird you know, to see he, him in a 10 rounder. Right, ten rounder. Like I think it was the was it the first fight of the night or it was the first one on the car on the, like, the first one on the pay per view, which is probably new for him too. So I hope he gets a big fight. Um, I tweeted out the Demetrius Andrade cycle. Mentioned Canelo, knock opponent down early, cruise to a wide points win. Mentioned Canelo again. I didn't mean it as a slight. I just literally that is what it's been for the last like three years for the guy. I'm sure he he wakes up today and he's like, I want one of these names. I want one of these big names. I think I think it, like he's like a a household name for boxing fans. Like everyone knows who yeah. he is. I, I he's do. Been think, he's been around for a long time. Been around for a long time. I think he has name recognition and like I, I do think a fight with him and, and Charlo would do 
pretty good business, like enough for it to be a showtime, whatever. Like, I won't argue if it should be a pay-per-view or not, but we'll see. We'll see if he gets those wins up to Al Heyman now to, to put together these fights. He's in a, in the right place. Uh, I hope he, he gets them. All right, Chris, was there anything else you want to discuss? You want to continue to talk about my parlay win? Um, we had the JM holiday party on Friday night. Uh, Ronnie, who was not here on today's episode, was wearing a purple velvet jacket. Stole the show as usual, young Ronnie. The floor is yours. Anything guy you want to discuss? The guy, I talk about Ronnie. The guy gets the guy gets up right, and he's just right to it. He is just rolling it out the red carpet. He's one of those guys. He's gonna be like, his first payday is gonna go right on his wrist. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he is now full time at Jumbo. So he... that's what I mean. He got he got up, and now he's like, yeah. I did see him come in with a new pair of Jordans the other day. So, at a boy, at a boy, enjoy enjoy the fruits of your labor. Yes, um, that is our super producer, uh, Ronnie Jerez. Big week coming up uh, this Friday over. You're gonna head into Verona, right? I am. I'm headed to Verona for the top rank card, frigid, frigid Verona. Well, it hasn't really been that cold here in New York. It's been like pretty mild, but with with your luck, uh, you'll head into like a Arctic, a blizzard, an Arctic blast. Is that what they call it? Um. Yeah. It's yeah for me, I'm, I'm dude. I'm a, I'm a full full red blooded Floridian at this point. So if it's 44 degrees, I'm I, I feel like it's Arctic. You're a Florida man now. Hashtag Florida yeah. man. Uh, yeah. Stephen Shaw versus F.A. Jagba. I really like Ajagba, this yeah. yeah li- I, not paper. I really like this ESPN card. Uh, heavyweights are always fun. There's Guido Villanello on the undercard. Johnny Rice. Uh, this could be bombs away. ESPN. You'll be on the call with Christina Poncher. Uh, we'll have a full preview of that uh, Wednesday or Thursday. When are you heading over? Uh, early Friday morning because I'm actually doing something that I can't mention on air uh, okay. for the next couple of days over in uh, Tampa. Wow. All right. Secretive. I like that. Can't announce yet. Can't announce yet. It's, 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 announce yet. it's, boxing. it's, it's boxing related. It's well, not... you're always doing something boxing related. So, all yeah, right, true. folks. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back uh, later on this week uh, with some headlines, some news, hopefully a Ryan Garcia tank announcement, previews for the fight weekend. Maybe we'll get Ronnie to watch another Rocky, a list, all the fun stuff. Thanks. As always, keep your hands up at all times. Protect yourselves at all times. Stay out of those DMs. <laughs>